should have had that all done. We're here to celebrate a life of a very good friend. It was February of 1987 that I first met Dwayne and Joe. And it was at a place similar to this. It was at a funeral in Beaverton, Oregon. And I brought the message, and afterwards, Brother Dwayne came up to me. I'd never met him in my life. Came up to me and said, Would you ever consider going up to the Dalles and speaking for a church there? Well, I didn't know how to answer him. And finally I said, Well, if you ask me, I'll come up and share what I can. Dwayne and Joe, from the very beginning, were great friends. And that message that I brought there, only Dwayne has heard it. And he said I could do it again, <laughs> 37 years later. And it is from a passage of scripture that is of great comfort to me, found in the book of Revelation, chapter 20. Revelation in chapter 20 the scriptures share this, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. I brought this message many years ago. I don't know where my notes were. I don't even know what I said. But going over it again, I have to be reinvigorated by those words that come out of the Holy Writ. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. Now that word blessed is used many times in scripture, but one of the places that I've drawn to was when the Lord shared the Beatitudes in his great high priestly message, the Sermon on the Mount. And he uses that same word, blessed are they that are poor, blessed. Well, most people think that that's literal things, that's spiritual things that he's talking about. And the word blessed means to have really great blessings. It is something that is beyond our ability to bless somebody with. This is a blessing that only God can give us. The Sermon on the Mount was a blessing. This is a blessing. And we find out blessed and holy. Now, I like that word when it can apply to me. Now, I'm not holy by nature by any means. But the Bible tells me that there is someone that can make me holy. And it tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. The book of Ephesians chapter 1, there in verse 4, the scriptures read this. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
That's what God's business is doing with his people is to make them holy. And we're going to find out they're without spot or blemish. There is no blemish in them, nothing that would prevent them from approaching the throne of grace. My dear sister Jo depended upon that grace. She was depending upon that grace. And Lord gave her a blessing of being promoted to see that in reality at the throne of grace. Also in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, we are given these words, chapter 5 and verse 27, and it says here that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Now, blessed and holy is he, they, them, that have part in something. Now, that blessing is something that we cannot attain ourselves, and that holiness is something we certainly can attain ourselves, but it is a gift of God that he may present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. That's the work of God. He can take people and cause them to be that way. He can take people and they can be holy and without blame. We also find over there, blessed are they that have part in the first resurrection. Now, this is not talking about eschatology. This is talking about something far greater and more serious than that. It is talking about the absolute necessity of the new birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And he uses the terms about that that is almost what we find here with regard to this, having part in the first resurrection. No, God has intended to raise his people from sin and degradation to his very presence, and he does it like he does a resurrection. Now, I've never witnessed a resurrection, have you? No. Now, I read about it, and I have faith that the Lord is able to do that because it's written in the Word, but it takes almighty power to do a resurrection. It takes almighty power to bring a cat back to life. I haven't had that power. I've never run into anybody yet. And when it comes to a human being, what power it takes to raise that person to spiritual life, absolutely dead in trespasses and sin, and raised to newness of life in Christ Jesus. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. This is so important. And he goes on to tell us there over in the book of, of Revelation, chapter, Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6, he shares this, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such. The second death hath no power. It is withheld. Now, sometimes I like to look at things found in Scripture from a metaphorical standpoint and say, let's just consider... The second death, as it's described in the scriptures, that's the end for those without Christ. Let's describe that as a person. And here we have someone who can take control of that person absolutely and say, No, you will have no power over this one. I have taken all power away from you. Why? Because I've given them eternal life. They don't have this second death hanging over their heads. They are in Christ Jesus. The second death hath no power. There's no absolute, it's an absolute negative. It's a power 
no power to do whatsoever it was pleased. The second death were a person. God has said, I have stripped you of that power. And I'm thankful that God does that for his people. I strip the power of the second death. How? By his resurrection. He does that. How can this be? In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26. The scriptures share this. If he'd been a normal priest, an Old Testament priest, then he'd had to suffer many things. He'd had to suffer from the foundation from the world. For then must he have often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, because he's God, once in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin. And the church says, hallelujah. There's only one that can put away sin. Put away my sin, put away your sin. And that is by the blood of Christ, alone, without any help from us. I've asked many people, how much did you have to do with your first birth? And you know, no one has ever said, well, I was involved quite a bit. No. We are the product of some outside forces, and so it is with grace. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, and they, we shall be priests. No, the Lord shares with us in the book of Revelation chapter 1. He says, I will make them kings and priests of the Most High God. And then there's that word that so often is stumbled over, and that's they shall reign with him a thousand years. Let me just share this with you. Then you can take it. The same word is used in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. Thousand years. A day with the Lord is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. Now, is that a definite number? Absolutely not. And so it is here. The Lord has always reigned. He is reigning, and he forever shall reign. So we have, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. They shall be priests of the Most High God and rule with him or reign with him with no time limit forever without stoppage. This word is blessed, used in another place, which I'm going to close by reading one passage in the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter 25. Verse 31, the same verse, or the same word is used, this blessed. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all his holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon his throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right, his right hand, but the goats on the left hand, then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. This was Joe's hope. This is Dwayne's hope. 
I trust and pray that it might be your hope. Brother Mike, if you'll come.